It's the Vegas Boys. Tuesday mornings 11 on 1400 KSHB North Las Vegas. Online at KSHB.com. Bob Good, Republican of Virginia, told Fox News he will introduce legislation Wednesday that would make teaching critical race theory in federally funded schools a civil rights violation. What we hope to accomplish is to advance Martin Luther King's uh, principles, which were to judge people by their content of their character, not by the color of their skin. Uh, we don't believe that race defines a person, that you know, we're not responsible for the sins of our past. Critical race theory has become a battleground issue in local school districts nationwide. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said on Tuesday she's looking for G20 countries to reach political agreement on a global minimum corporate tax deal at their summit in October and has not ruled out a rate higher than 15 percent. Some 134 countries agreed over the summer to support a global minimum tax of at least 15 percent. This is USA Radio News. Remember when California was the golden state? Not anymore. Soaring crime, overregulation, and high taxes are forcing taxpayers to flee. Now, Newsmax's Rob Schmidt looks at what happened in his special series, California. It's over. Rob walks on the Reagan Ranch with Governor Kristi Noem, and he talks to the insiders and reports from Los Angeles. Find out why you need to be worried, because California's mess may soon be coming to your state. Watch Rob Schmidt on Newsmax at 10 p.m. Eastern. Newsmax is on every major cable system. Just check your cable guide. If your cable system doesn't carry Newsmax, call your operator or switch to a service that does. Get Newsmax on most streaming services like Samsung, Roku, Pluto, or Zumo. Or download the free Newsmax app on your smartphone. It takes just seconds, and you can watch us anytime, anywhere. California's nightmare is spreading. Watch Rob Schmidt on Newsmax tonight. Healthcare workers in Colorado have until Friday to get their first COVID-19 vaccine under a Colorado Board of Health rule, after which they could face termination. Former Colorado nurse Destiny Carpenter told Fox News that she has already been fired. They basically told me that I am voluntarily resigning, and I explained to them that that wasn't the case at all. Um, but they were firing me because I chose not to get the vaccine. The State Board of Health is requiring all employees, direct contractors, and support staff at 3,800 licensed health care facilities in Colorado to get their first dose no later than September 30th. The FBI Pittsburgh Field Office, together with FBI headquarters and field offices throughout the nation, is engaged in a multifaceted statewide effort to build public awareness of hate crimes and encourage reporting to law enforcement, an FBI statement said. This is USA Radio News. Have you heard the big news? Vent Blotique Las Vegas has a new name. Now you can call this amazing salon Sparkles Beauty Bar. Sparkles Beauty Bar is a full-service salon specializing in blowouts, makeup, cuts, color, and now mobile services. Same great locations in downtown Summerlin and Henderson off of Green Valley Parkway and Horizon Ridge. Check out all they have to offer at sparklesbeautybars.com. That's sparklesbeautybars.com. Let your best hair day be every day. 
Steiners and Nevada Style Pub invites you to play the best tavern, kino, and video poker in Vegas. Promos are how we roll, so make the most of your gaming dollars here with us. Come play our proud partner gaming promotion, Fly Aviators Fly, and receive daily free play and bonuses with your chance to win awesome branded prizes and big money for all your jackpots each week. It's not only great gaming that Steiners Pub has, it's a 24 awesome rotating draft beers, and Vegas is best appetizers and match. So join us supporting your Las Vegas Aviators, Golden Knights, and the Raiders as we make history in Vegas. Steiners, the Nevada Style Pub at 8410 West Cheyenne, 1750 North Buffalo, and Las Vegas Boulevard at Windmill. Steiners, I love this place. Totally Tiffany Nails does it all from manicures, pedicures, waxing, permanent makeup, and they also offer kid services for those mother-daughter days. Now featuring their top-of-the-line pedicure, the Walking On Air CBD pedicure. If your feet are aching and need some TLC, visit Totally Tiffany Nails at 8200 South Maryland Parkway, Suite 150, right off the 215. This CBD pedicure offers it all. Book your appointment today at TotallyTiffanyNails.com. Viva Lights. Support Las Vegas' professional soccer team, the Las Vegas Lights, playing 7.30 p.m. home matches at Cashman Field. Established in 2017, Lights Football brings professional soccer to the entertainment capital of the world. Named by Sports Illustrated as the most interesting team in the world, the club is known for its unique match day experience and was recently voted Best Sports Value in Las Vegas. Additional information can be found at LasVegasLightsFC.com. Don't forget to join the tailgate party. Starts at 5.30 p.m., two hours before the match. Viva Lights. Opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. What a combo. Steaks, barbecues, libations, and sports. It all comes together at Saltgrass Steakhouse in the Golden Nugget. Savory charbroiled flavors for steaks, chicken, and seafood are the name of the game at Saltgrass Steakhouse. And speaking of games, they're all on TV. 23 TVs throughout the property. Six bar tops, an incredible variety of cocktails, and the charbroiled menu of perfection and all the games on TV that you can bet on in the book or on the Golden Nugget Sports app. It's a winning combo at Saltgrass Steakhouse. I'm attorney Adam Kuttner. I've been a lifelong fan of the NHL and even played hockey myself in college. The game taught me that you have to be aggressive to score goals and win games. And being aggressive is just as important when I'm representing my clients in their personal injury cases. I work hard to get you the maximum settlement as quickly as possible because winning is everything. If you've been injured in an accident, ask attorney Adam Kuttner, 702-382-0000. That's 382-0000. STN Sports is the mobile betting app that's got it all. A $50 sign-up bonus, mobile parlay cards, in-play wagers, and Play Plus, so you can fund, deposit, and withdraw from your mobile account from anywhere at any time. The safe and easy way to bet from your phone or tablet. Sign up at any Station Casino, Fiesta Wildfire, or the O Cortez. Visit StationCasinoSports.com for more information. Details in the sportsbooks. Bonus for new sign-ups only. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to 
access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas wise guys. The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Membership has its privileges, and Spanish Trail Country Club offers an experience unlike any other in Las Vegas as the only private 27-hole championship course. The 50,000-square-foot clubhouse and its amenities include casual and fine dining, 12 tennis courts, two aquatic centers, state-of-the-art fitness facility, and much more. Whether you enjoy golf, tennis, or are a social enthusiast, Spanish Trail Country Club has a membership package to suit your individual style. Call Jim at 702-678-1023 and find out how you can become a member today. That's 678-1023. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Folks, here we go. Another edition of Sports Insider Radio in Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you. Oh, man. What a weekend it was this past weekend. And things are really heating up. Pennant races in baseball, college football, NFL, all kinds of great stuff. College hoops not too far away. They're playing preseason hockey, too. So there's all kinds of good stuff on the wagering board. Without any further ado... Let me bring the boys in from Baltimore. I guess the bottom line is it's an end result kind of thing. It's a bottom line deal. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. And I'm sure Michael's a real happy guy about how things went down in Detroit. Yeah, I mean, I 
I predicted, like I said on the radio last week, that it could be a potential trap play and a and a letdown game after the Kansas City performance the week prior and a big win for us at home and going on the road with a team that the entire defensive line had COVID. So I knew that the pass rush would be sporadic if we even had one, which, you know, we've been struggling with that all season. And, you know, I did believe we could outscore them. I wasn't a fan of seven and a half, so I completely laid off the game. I actually, when I made the the actual number, I thought it was close to four to five. um, Because, like I said, with a team like that that is already banged up and has more guys on the IR than any other team, and to have that COVID issue, that it would be hard for us to, you know, get out and score a lot of points. Hey, uh, and you do, know, at, at, do, you get, do you guys, um, you know, do you have contact with the league? I mean, the league apparently hasn't done it yet. Do you guys want to call to Detroit and apologize to them that the kick never should have happened? So <laughs> it's fun. Yes, hold on a second. So hey, Tucker, Tucker's here. Tucker's money, man. Let's let's well, start with well, that. Here. I know, I know. We'll we'll get to that in a second. Record breaker. But what I actually, I did some digging, obviously on TV, and from a fan standpoint, it looked like the the play prior, the the actual clock had expired. But from what I understood from doing some my due diligence, yeah, the clock's different. The clock's different at the stadium than it is on TV. But but the Lions now, the Lions are like, no, it's not. I mean, they they. The Lions were all over it immediately. Apparently, it can it can be different. It wasn't. I mean, if if it was different, it was five second different, which usually it is not. So, whatever the case is, you know, it's sad. <laughs> it's tragic. The game would have been over. But it's the Lions. Then you have then you have Tick, then you have Tucker come out for a record breaking. Yeah, he ain't no he, no. he ain't coming out for a seventy one yarder. They're throwing a hail mary. He's coming out for seven. No, he was. No, no he way. He might come out. No way. No way. I mean, th- that was he, that was the well, out. No, Brian, the game, the game, the game would have ended because it was a runoff. That's true. That, but by, by the way, good point. You're right. Anyway, the bottom line is it's the NFL. Goofy, wacky, goofy things happen. So, and let me leave John on the sidelines here for a second. The Ryder Cup. The Americans pull the Sasquatch foot wow. out, and let me tell you something. That's going to happen now. The U.S. is going to win the next three Ryder Cups, at least. And that's saying something because you got to go over to Europe and get it done. And Europe is getting long in the tooth. There are some young, up-and-coming European guys that could conceivably stop the bleeding here in the next one. There's like there's some young guys that didn't make the team this year that their games are coming around, but it's never easy being a rookie then the U.S. is young now. Uh, that was an unbelievable performance. Did you get into the Ryder Cup, Mike, now that you're a golf nut? Oh, I loved it. I loved every bit of it. Um, I thought the competitive nature of, you know, what is a gimme in real life or what is a gimme in my golf game is a little bit different. Um, they had that little scuffle with Bryson not being able to be given a gimme, which was very, very short. But overall, just to see these guys – play in match play which was phenomenal and that course is extremely hard i actually had a buddy of mine who played there about a few months ago and obviously not from the championship tees but 
overall still said it was he's a good golfer and he said it was very very hard so for them to just throw darts on that course day in and day out and just to see these guys have a lot of emotion which I don't really see nearly as much on the tour unless they're going for the win on the final hole or they make a really miraculous birdie putt you just don't see that type of emotion from hole to hole and these guys show it because they're playing a you know a team game and obviously it's uh, it was very very cool to watch I was I was impressed with how the US showed up obviously you know we have the youngest team in history and which what you just said the next three Ryder Cups could be ours due to that having such a top ranking between all the guys combined and being young it, it definitely has a lot of promise for the Ryder Cup in the future but you know aside from that it was hard to watch on Sunday have to admit Sundays are for the NFL because I'm the guy well, that studies every game. The, the thing is, it so. was anticlimactic. You knew they were going to win, so I I, right. I I taped it and I did watch it later. I, I want I still want to watch it. And I I had played uh, a few matchups, so I, I had some some bets on it. So I, I did watch it. Unfortunately, it was anticlimactic because going to Sunday, uh, you know, they weren't coming back from that deficit. But anyway, uh, hey John. Last Sunday, I've been been banging the drum on these prop plays, and I think I made a boo boo. I might have sent you the the wrong number on the uh, Jonathan Taylor by a couple of yards because it was six actually sixty two and a half yards. He went over those the prop thing again, John. I mean those things went three and oh. I'm telling you. This, this well, whole, this I don't know whole... what happened. I gave it. I gave it to one client. He said, to, I, "I know." I asked him how he did. He said, "I don't. I didn't follow it." Honestly, see, but here's the problem: hey, you, you can't. Hey, you he can't. He went one and one on the first ones. I didn't ask him about the third. But here's the thing: you only gave me 49 minutes. You told me. You were well, I, I just, I just, I, I, Sunday morning, I said, I say, "Hey, oh, I said I forgot. I told you I'd tell you about these prop plays for for a lark." But no, I mean the the ones I sent you went three and zero. Oh. I, uh, you know, okay. I, and but it's I don't fine. Know what the hell he did then? I don't know, but but no, see, no, but that's the problem because, and I could understand that, like because I think Jonathan Taylor was, uh, they they were, I guess they maybe had bet him in the under to the under, and he was over sixty two and a half, and he got sixty four, so he barely went over, but it, it had been sixty five and a half, so that one came down, got actually got got lucky on that one, but. Anyway, the prop market's a pretty cool thing. It's different. It's unique. But anyway, how's your how's everything going with you on, on the college and NFL front? And I, well, wait a minute before we do that because it's the eight hundred pound gorilla. You're the baseball boy, and how about the tootsie rolls and the streaks and the pennant races? So if you watch my YouTube channel yesterday, everyone got St. Louis absolutely free. They're going to make them even money or plus 105 on a 16-game winning streak at home when the best bet in baseball is the home team. It makes absolutely no sense. Of course, I had St. Louis yesterday. I've been I've been uh, St. Louis is now 17 and 0. I think I've been on six or seven of those wins. Where I got off from earlier in the week on my YouTube channel is like I always explain. I'm looking for that dog spot or even money side. I'm not going to lay them when they're laying 200, even if they're on a 12-game running streak. It's based on the line. It's not based upon them being on a streak. they got to be a plus price and be on the streak. To have them even money at home after a day of rest when they didn't play the day before is just insanity to me. So, of course, I was on St. Louis yesterday. We got some nice winning streaks. The Yankees have won seven in a row. 
Seattle's won three in a row, but they're nine and one in their last ten. The White Sox have won three in a row. They're six and four in their last ten. Um, and again, like I said, you, uh, the Atlanta Braves are eight and two in their last ten. They've won four in a row. And uh, followed by San Francisco, the number one most profitable team in baseball, eight and two in their last ten have won four in a row. So again, what I do is I'll look for spot prices. If I can get any of those teams that I just mentioned as an underdog, I'll play them. If they all win again today and they're all heavy chalk, I won't play them. I'll just forego it. And again, as always, the worst team in baseball to bet on and still is, is the Dodgers. So if you want to lay 302 today with Scherzer, go have at it. I'll gladly take Weathers on the other side just because of the price. How about the American League wild card? That's insane. Yankees sweep the Red Sox, then it's Yankees and Jays, and the Yankees keep going. Now Seattle's coming like a lunatic. I, I, you're right, man. Those streaks are going to be in play the rest of the way. Well, here's a perfect example. If Dave, if Dave's listening right now. He's on the air with us. Seattle's at home. Gilbert against Mortis, plus 110 against Oakland. Seattle's got the winning streak on their side. It's just uh, – ready? Oakland's lost two in a row, four and six their last ten. Seattle's nine and one their last ten. The word everybody loves on this show, auto bet Seattle Mariners tonight. Auto bet Seattle Mariners tonight. That's my auto bet. Well, the one, Philadelphia was chasing Atlanta, went in for a three-game set with the Braves, trailing by two and a half at a sweep, and they'd be in first place. Atlanta ekes out a win in the first game. Now, that could be one of two things. They could be deflating for the Phillies, or you sit there and go, the Phillies season is absolutely on the line tonight. This game's like a playoff game for the Phillies. But again, you know, again, for me, it's I'm always looking at the price. I'm less... For me, it, it goes, again, you, again, that's a perfect situation. If it's like a playoff and you can get plus money, then it's good, it's good value. So, again, like I said, you know, it's the same old story. What I've proven every year since I've met you was if you're a chalk better in baseball, you're a loser. End of story. You just, it's just unwinnable. You can't – because most people don't do that. Most people just bet the teams that, um, you know, are, are literally just – Winning. So, hey, the Dodgers are 101 and 56. Congratulations. That is just an amazing record. And so, of course, you have a lot more wins if you bet on a team like the Dodgers, and uh, you're down money. And so, I mean, again, like I said, if that doesn't tell you what you need to know, you're down $270. If you have bet on the Dodgers every single game to win $100, imagine 101 and 50. So some handicapper has a website, and um, hello. I'm sorry, my daughter just texted me. This is fatherhood in real time. Um, I can't even believe. Well, it. we'll let Mike what talk. You deal. Just... You deal with that. Well, I just you know I you stop when you're a dad. You see the the, the <laughs> alert come up from the parent from the why is your son text daughter texting you in, in the middle of school. Um, anyway, I'm going to just turn the phone over since she's fine and she's safe. And oh, look at this board, um, yeah. It must be lunch break. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, this goes back to, can you imagine you're 101 and 56 and you literally are down $270? I mean, what more do you need? You're up 45 games. You've cashed 40 
five more tickets and you're down. If that doesn't say anything to anyone, I don't want to hear from Dave, small sample size. There's no small sample size. You can't win in baseball with a team that is never a underdog. And that's why 103 and 54, the same almost record, San Francisco, you flip it and you're plus $3,452. Here's the difference. One team is 0-3 as an underdog. And one team is 34 and 24 as an underdog. One team has only been an underdog three times. One team has been an underdog 58 times. All right, I've said my baseball piece. Is, Dave, you, on, is Dave on the line? No, no, Dave. No. Have you, Mike, have you moved on from baseball? No, Personally? So, I, no, I've been loving the baseball. I mean, I'm telling you, I mean, the totals in baseball have been. Really good. I mean, it's just you can't walk away from what's been working. I literally, so I have a few groups um, that I've dealt with for many, many years. And, you know, when you sit around and you're getting all this data from people, you kind of figure it out on your own because now you're basically going through the motions on how they get to their conclusions. So I am not a, a huge math guy, but I'm a very smart sponge is what I call myself, where I sit there and I learn and I educate myself. And over time, I personally created this algorithm for just overs. It is it never does an under. We'll never do an under. It's just based on totals. It takes about three to three and a half hours to run every single day once the pitching matchups are loaded. And then on top of it, I throw out all the relievers. So if there was a reliever that's actually starting the game, don't play that game, and I don't do double headers, and that it's literally been hitting for the whole season, seventy-four percent. And I've never seen any system hit as high of a percentage. So I hope this is not a first-year fluke for me. It has a large sample size, like Dave would say, but I'm just amazed that I was able to take away the edge because I, I think John beat me into submission, where he basically said, "Look, there's no value taking the favorite." So in my eyes, when I'm doing totals, I'm not ever taking a favorite. Yeah, at some points, I'm probably laying a buck twenty on some of the overs, but predominantly, it's I'm getting plus prices or laying one ten or one hundred five. So the value overall and the high winning percentage has has made it extremely potent. I'm very happy about it. I've been kind of scarce um, the last week because again, you see a lot of these farm pitchers farm league pitchers that are coming in and you don't have enough data on them to be able to, to set the actual over number if I believe it's going to go over with my algorithm. So I've been a little scarce, but I know as soon as the playoffs start, I'll be back full force. But, you know, all in all, this past weekend in football, Brian, you if you were me on Sunday and you took the calls of all my clients getting the games that I gave them, you would have thought I was – the biggest moron on the planet. I gave out Miami Dolphins, and they were yelling at me, Brian. They said they're going to get blown out. I had the Dolphins it's with you, The kiddo. Raiders, it's they're at home. One, one week they're to the next. Home. They're going to blow yeah. them out. What are you doing? I said, it's, it's the right number. I got it at the early number at four. You're playing it at four. It's a great line. It's Jacoby Brissett. Two, two, it's like you got these weekend warriors or the, you know, the – the couch 
quarterbacks that sit there and they have an analysis because they watch SportsCenter and they saw last week that it matters. And at the end of the day, all of that stuff, you could throw it all out the window. There's a reason why these sports books are consistently being bigger and they're growing and they're expanding and the legalization has sports books in all these states now. It's not because the regular guy thinks that he could beat the system on his own. And it's so much harder and more in depth than all of that. And, you know, at some point, I, I like that on a Sunday to happen to me because I always have that scenario on Monday where I said, you know what? I was right. And you were wrong. And it's not just the individual <laughs> clients. It's the contrarian betting is extremely successful. And it doesn't always work. It's not if you're listening to this radio show and you think you could just take dogs every single time and be successful. When it, when it, football, hey, that's not going to work. It, when everybody's on one side, you got to run the other way. I had Minnesota last week. I mean, I was Seattle, Seattle this, Seattle that. Seattle, like, you know, Minnesota's 0-2, could be 2-0. Their season's on the line. Yeah, you, you know, you, you've got to be able to, you know, draw lines through things, be forgiving. And it is funny. I mean, like I said, when the majority of people, more often than not, when, well, when everybody's on one side, believe me, the books are smiling. I mean, they may be sweating it out, but at the end of the day, the results go their way a lot more. Right. But you know what? It's That's the, the cool thing, the really cool thing about football is every week is a snowflake. Every week it's a new scenario. You have to just discredit what you saw last week. You have to look at the large sample size of what these teams really are. I think by the end of September we're going to get a really good view on which teams are legit and which teams just consistently figure out a way to lose. Last week, one of those teams that obviously they, you know, the Atlanta Falcons were playing another winless team with the Giants, but Atlanta over the years is a team that usually loses those close games especially last year, every time, there was, even if they had a lead, they would figure out a way to blow it and lose. And last week, again, they come out and they pull out a close game. So it, you're going to see that a lot more in the NFL um, where you're going to get larger discrepancies where the bad teams are going to stay bad. And, and unfortunately, some of the Sharps that we deal with, Brian, are going to chase those teams the whole season because, again, to them, it's not about looking to win a high percentage. They're just trying to win – you know, a high percent of their bankroll over the course of a long season. So they're they're not expecting to win every game. They're just going to consistently auto-bet certain games. And in that sense, do I believe that it's profitable doing it that way? Absolutely. It's just not, not my personal way where I look from a consensus from numerous groups. I have guys that are literally running millions of dollars that are texting me every day, giving me their selections from large betting syndicates, and I, we, as a team, John and myself, draw consensus between all of those groups. And if we see that all those groups are indicating the same game with the same line, that's the play that we give out. So it's trying to limit the exposure of less games, and it's so far been extremely profitable. Sounds good. How you doing, Dad? I'm good now. I was just trying to. I'm trying to track down Dave to see if he's standing in a winner. Uh, we in, lost in the Dave. Casino. How about but how about how about college teams. football Saturdays? I mean, what, what, what's your day like on a college football Saturday? I mean, that's got to be a circus act, morning, noon, and night. Actually, 
it's really not that bad. Like, I'll give you an example. The way we've done it with this this uh, six-unit consensus, uh, uh, six-unit consensus is, um, you know, less drama. Like, we had three games last week. That was it, you know. And we had three. You know, again, what, what? how do you want to skin the cat? Do you want to do it Dave's way, high volume? And, or do you want to do it and handle the volume? Or do you want to do less is more? You know, you're putting all your eggs in one basket, but again, you're not really because you're allowing six major betting groups to all come in on the same size. We don't we insulate these groups from each other, and so the reality is is that since we insulate the groups from each other, they don't know what the other group is picking. So if they all come in with the same, and we we eliminate like our good friend Micah. He has the the list, and he'll he'll say to us on the side, like four out of six are on this game. We won't release it. And then he'll say, well, we got five out of six on this game. He, we won't release it. And then when we have six, we release it. So we actually were really disciplined. Yes, the, uh, we've had good results if we would have played the four and the five, but then you're back to adding the volume because there's going to be a lot more fours and a lot more fives and sixes. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. How about the standalone what games about- when, 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 when they bleed into the Sunday night, Monday night, and the Thursday night games, um, those high-profile games? Obviously, you, you know, I know there are times, and I know you'll do that. I mean, if, if, there's, if there's nothing there, you don't give them anything. It's like you don't do it just because it's on TV, but you know they're all clamoring for it. Right, exactly. I mean, I don't care. I'm brutal. I could care, I care less. I'm just, I'm, if you, like I say on my YouTube channel, if you're looking for entertainment, go to a movie. Like, I don't care. Like, it just absolutely, we have passed the last two Monday night football games in a row. Right, Mike? It was like we have not had any foot Monday night football the last two. So for you listeners out there, again, we haven't had Monday night football in our consensus the last two weeks in a row because you, we want to play less games and make more money. And I think Mike was in agreement. You hated the consensus plays last week, didn't you? You didn't like. Yeah, it's this is the funniest part, Brian. I look at them and I go, "Ew!" I do one of those. It's like not these teams. These teams are terrible. And then overall, it comes out five and one on the weekend. I mean, it's the whole concept of again for me. I focus all my time on baseball. I spend three and a half hours a day running this algorithm, so I'm not even looking at football. I'm not doing my research. Do I do a little fantasy? For that sense, for my own good, yes. But when it comes to actual handicapping and trying to, you know, select games in football, I just don't follow it right now until baseball ends. So I'm having groups send me information, and I look at the games like, oh, man, this this team sucks, this team sucks. And then all of a sudden the day's over and it's all winners. It's like at some point, not only is the client have to admit that he is wrong, and I will admit that I'm wrong on a lot of occasions – that's why I don't pick the games. That's why I have professionals, guys like you, Brian, guys like Dave, and many, many others that we deal with that do this for a living and are so good at it, why do I try to recreate the wheel? I'm just a facilitator of getting those games out to the guys all over the country, all over the world, to get access to them that nobody in the world can get access to these games. And, you know, it's, it's funny, but if you saw me on Sunday morning, I had clients telling me, you don't want to know. We won't get into it, what they actually told me. It's because they are just not believers that a bad team could beat a good team and actually cover 
a three-point spread. I'm not going into like a 10-point spread where obviously a bad team could still lose outright and still, but within a, a small margin to keep the game close, it's like these guys that are just waking up Sunday morning and they look at the board, they just don't see it. Well, All they and, see and is again, chalk betting. Like I said on my YouTube channel, Brian, you know, sometimes it's so, you know, people say to me, man, you make it look so easy. I say, if you look, if you're in a spot and you don't want to purchase information, just play every home team dog. Well, there was four home team dogs last week. You went three and one. So you went 75% just playing every home team dog. You went against Seattle, you won. You you went against uh, whatever the other game, the other three games. The only game you lost was that Jacksonville game. Um, but everything else was... You won. You took Detroit against the, the the Ravens. You won. Again, like I said, it's it's these things stand the test of time. What I'm noticing now, and again, maybe it's a COVID thing because we had that pause where there was no fans. Home team is just not getting what it's worth on the money line in baseball or on the point spread in football. It's just like it's literally insane. Like. I mean, if I told you you don't have to look at anything at all, you just bet every home team dog, and you know you're probably going to make money or lose maybe a little bit. The week before, there were seven home team dogs. Home team dogs went three and four. Wasn't the end of the world. Lose a unit plus a little juice. Come back the next week, you play every home team dog. You go three and one, no handicapping, no analysis, none of the fantasy stuff you got, nothing, zero. So it's simple. You go, okay, Falcons plus one and a half, we'll play them. Jets plus seven and a half, we'll play them. Vikings plus two, we'll play them. Uh, I'm looking for any more. Well, the- so far we got three. Eagles plus seven and a half, we'll play them. And now you got four. And what, what did and it go? What, what did it go? In the week? Three and one. Three and one. Right. Three and one. So the Jets lost. Three and one. I'm sorry. The Jets. No, I'm talking about this week. I'm looking ahead at this week. Oh, uh, Patriots plus Patriots plus seven against uh, the Buccaneers. Uh, it's uh, five. So you got five home team dogs. So basically, if you play all five home team dogs this week, what's basically going to happen? Worst case scenario, based upon what's been going on, is three and two, two and three. Just like the week before when you had seven last week, week three. You went three and one. The only mm-hmm. dog that lost was that was that uh, was that Jacksonville. Uh, what was it? I'll tell you right now. It was um, oh Texans lost plus eight and a half. They got blown out nine to twenty four. And then you had um, then you had uh, I'm sorry, the Texans lost and the Jack. Um, am I at the right date? Yeah, the Jaguars lost plus uh, eight. They lost. They were at home. But I was talking about Saturday. I wasn't counting the, the Thursday night game. Lions plus seven and a half lose by two. They cover, and you didn't have a lot of home team dogs last week. The Raid, uh, the Raiders didn't count. The oh Vikings, they beat Seattle plus two at home, thirty to seventeen, and the Rams plus one against the Buccaneers, thirty-four to twenty-four, and that's it. So, I mean, again, like I said, if you don't count the Thursday night game, you went 3-1, and one, you went 3-2 and two from Thursday to Sunday. Um, and that was it, because if you can account the uh, Thursday night game, they were a home team dog. But on actually on Sunday, you went 3-1. and one. If you include the Thursday night Texans game, you went 3-2, and two, which, again, you're scraping a unit without any handicapping whatsoever. And I, I go back to some of these things are just so simplistic. Another thing which obviously most people don't have access to is the Don Best screen. Um, obviously most people aren't going to pay $500 a month for that. Um, so 
what's interesting is I did a YouTube video on Saturday, Sunday, and, and I'm going to start really following it. 86% of the public money at post, 10 minutes before game time, was on over the total of 42 in the Denver game. You just fade that 20, you, you, you go one and oh. So a little of these, like, not this, where's the public moving five hours before game time? Where's the public moving on Saturday? I can punch up the DB screen right now. I can tell you what percentage of the public's moving on the NFL games right now. I don't think it has any merits unless you're talking about the Thursday night game. And so this is the thing. A lot of people want to bet very early. They don't want to bet like Dave bets at post. And, again, I don't know about you. You're more of a tra- – I'm assuming – you're you're more of a traditional handicapper, so you don't have a problem making your plays earlier, correct? Well, no. I mean, like last week. I mean, on Sunday night, before Green Bay ever played Detroit, they were catching four at San Francisco. You're like, if Green Bay plays good against Detroit, that number is going to three. You bet Green Bay then, um, you know, and a little money line play too. Um, no, you you've got to get the best of the number. Uh, we you know New Orleans. We said that was a horrific number at New England, um, just because New Orleans have been on the road for a month. You know, so what? And they they beat the Packers. They they don't look good on a road game against Carolina. Well, who'd New England beat? Miami and the Jets. I mean, you're not shooting flares into the sky for that. But no, you want to get and especially, John, especially when games are wrapped around key numbers. You have to bet early. Well, and so this is the thing. When I look at, like, again, I don't put much emphasis into these numbers this early in the week. But when I see right now, so far, 86% of the public money is on over 42 in the Giants-Saints game. That was the same situation as the Denver game. Now, obviously, that could change. That could go to 50% by game time. But it's interesting to see early movement because – the game that has the most equal action right now, believe it or not, is the Thursday night game. So that's the thing. We're doing this show on Wednesday. When you look ahead to tomorrow, it's like a poker game. Nobody's showing their hand on that game. 52% of the, of the betting public is on Cincinnati, and 53% is on the over. I mean, that's basically even. Flip a coin with a margin of one and two points. So it's like here you see these whacked-out numbers for Sunday already. And then the game that's actually coming up, which is going to have the biggest handle, obviously, to start the week will be tomorrow, is, is crazy to me. The funny thing is, you know, I would never lay seven and a half, period, just out of habit. I'm not, I don't want to lose by the hook, right? Um, so when I see that the public is always heavy on that hook bet, what happens is a lot of, a lot of negative things reinforce bad habits. So uh, 75% of the general public was on Dallas minus three and a half. On my YouTube video, I said, never lay three and a half. But you always say, and we've been saying this for a decade, traditional one-on-one stuff. Throw out what you watched in the last game, even if, you know, or, or theories that you shouldn't do work. So everybody who may have listened to me and didn't lay three and a half on Dallas says, ah, oh, he's hey, that's crazy. It doesn't matter if it's three and a half. Well, it doesn't matter on Dallas, but it, over a course of – a hundred bets, laying seven and a half or three and a half, we all can agree you're not gonna make money. You're gonna get hooked you're gonna get hooked a lot, you know, laying on three it's just to me, you gotta work to find seven or not play the game. And to say after the game is over, 
oh, it didn't matter. Sure, you can always say that about any game after it's over, but are you playing a strategy which is based upon the line, or are you playing on what you saw the last game? And my personal opinion is the reason why the public will be heavy on the Bengals is because the public went heavy on Dallas, laid the three and a half, didn't care on the key number, it didn't matter on the spread, and then I'll laugh if Cincinnati wins by seven tomorrow. <laughs> See, it's that simple, Mike. It's that simple as perfecting your golf swing. Now, you, now, the thing is, let's talk about every game being a snowflake. Let's say we made a number. Let's say I made the number on Cincinnati 9, and it's 7.5. Well, essentially, a purist like our good friend Kenny would say, well, if your number's 9 and the line's 7.5, you're getting a point and a half of value, lay the 7.5. Technically, if you think the line is 9 or you think the line is 10 and you can lay 7.5, that's a good bet. In my world, I agree, but I won't lay the 7.5. I don't want to be in a position where I can get hooked. How do you feel about that, Brian? Like, if you made the number on Cincinnati 10, 7.5 is better than 10. The hook but is, I still listen, don't like that. It's, I, I still know. don't like the hook. Well, the hook, well, you can buy that down. You, you, you can buy it down to 7. So, I'm, so a guy like Dave, who he's, he's probably running around betting right now, which is why he uh, is not on the show right now, uh, he, would, he would definitely say he would rather lay the 7.5 than buy it down. And he would say, over time, the juice will kill you. I take, the, I take your approach. If you must bet Cincinnati, buy it down wide 7.5. Well, I mean, I mean, it's an option. But, I mean, if with conviction, you know, you, you know, you're of the belief it's a bad number, whatever, uh, no, even if I thought it was a good number, I'm saying to you, I think let's, I'm, I'm playing a hypothetical. I think Cincinnati should be favored by 10. There's no reason why then I should not technically lay 7.5. I'm getting a better number. But the way I play is I can't, I can't stomach the possibility of them winning by 7. Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, I know. Well, again, I mean, over the long haul. Well, and you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. There's so many things that are out there. I mean, if you go against the grain and you've got the belief, no, 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 they're going to boat race them, then the hook shouldn't right. scare you like Dave's saying. But, I, but I, what I would also say, if you've got – because in this game we talk about time management, money management, and discipline. And you don't have to bet a game because it's the game on TV. And I would I would sit, step back and say I really respect and admire, and you, if you said I will never do that, I just will never. If if you're disciplined enough to say, no, I'm 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 not I won't. I'm disciplined enough. I'm disciplined enough to say, if I think the line on Dallas should have been six and it was three and a half. I don't feel bad if they boat race them and I don't cover. I don't lay the three and a half. I'm fine with it. I won't bet against it just because I'm getting three and a half, and I won't. I won't play the plus seven and a half just because I'm getting an extra hook. What I just I just won't play the game, and I'm not going to cry about it if they win. You know what I mean? That like that. So I, uh, you know, I, I I am more of a systematic better when it comes to that approach. So I'm not the guy because you. I mean, if I had a dollar for every guy that called here. Mike gives him a game over the phone, and he says, you know, lay the seven. And, you know, if you had a dollar for every guy that called back the next day and said, 
You know, Mike goes, yeah, we pushed. And the guy goes, no, I got killed. I got killed. in line with the seven and a half, and I didn't call you back. Like, if, I, if you knew how many times that happened in 30 years, you'd be amazed. Because these guys don't, they're not looking at the screens. They don't know that their bookmaker's just moving a number on them. And they don't know that they're really getting the worst of the number. Because the truth is, the screen was probably seven everywhere. And some local guy in, in the middle of Oklahoma moved the line to seven and a half just because he knew the guy wouldn't argue with him. So that's why if you just have the strategy when you tell a client, don't play off a key number where you can lose. You know, and I've had plenty of guys call back and say, well, my line went to seven, and I'm looking at the screen. There's no, I'm seven and a half, and there's no sevens. And I say, don't play it. And then you know what happens, Brian. The team that I said don't play wins by 21. Then I got to hear it. You got me off a loser. So you're almost a winner. So you almost can't win. You're almost at the mercy of, like, do they want to be disciplined enough to not make a bet? And like we always say, sometimes the best bet you make is not making a bet. Or do they want to be in a position? I think, uh, what game was it? Washington. What was it? Washington on Saturday night? You're, that's a West Coast. You, I'm sure you were watching that game, Brian. Uh, what was it, Washington, Mike, that we, ha- that we had a late yeah, alert we pushed. We, we pushed. Well, no. So we pushed. Mike put it out and said, by the half a point to seven. And I had six guys call me the next day, Brian, going, man, I can't believe they blew that lead. Then they went into overtime. Then they won by seven, and I lost by a half a point. I'm like, here we go again. Here we go again. Well, now, do you, you, I mean, you you can sit there and look, you know that that stuff's going to happen, and you sit there and you, you just go, yeesh. Well, like I had the over in the last night, I had the over in the Angels Texas Rangers game. It's four two in the third, you know, oh, man. and then you know it just shuts down. I, I will tell I'm you this. I'm, the, just, I'm just laughing because it's the know, only game I lost last night. I, for how many, uh, no, I mean it's the only game I lost last night. It was at the over in, in the Angels Texas game. It was four two in the third. And I'm like, okay, this is, we're great. And I mean, should, and then I mean, Monday how, Monday night football, I'm, I, the game flew over the total. I got news for you. That Monday night game with the Cowboys, that game I had the under. That game was a dead under. I think it was flew. fourth quarter. It was the fourth quarter that killed you. Well, no, I mean you, you you get well Dallas. Once Dallas got stopped on the fourth and goal, which you know whatever, it probably would have flown over maybe then. But once that happened, that game was a dead under game. And then Prescott, Prescott just you know loses the ball, gets hit, and hands them a touchdown. Then. You get Hurts throws a pick six, just a horrible pass to start the third quarter, and then the Eagles go for it on fourth down, fourth and eight from their own thirty, with six minutes to go in the game, and it's still under. You know the game ends up going over the total comfortably, but the reality of it was that game was a dead under because the Eagles couldn't move the ball. Right. They moved the ball when it didn't matter. They moved the ball the wrong way. Right. You know, but that, that's well, part was, of it. I had a little bit, uh, now that it's uh, the witching hour or the witching time, I'm going to call it, of our radio show where <laughs> I can go into a fantasy segment. Let's um, do it. Uh, in that game, I had a little bit of different situations. I had fantasy implications on Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb, in which I was playing against Zeke. So that situation where Dak threw the long bomb to Lamb, he got stopped at the one. I know. Instead of getting double points for Dak and Lamb, Zeke runs in and basically 
takes away my touchdown. Well, one man's ten minutes. Don't interrupt my. Wait, wait, well, but wait a minute. One man's pain is somebody else's gain. Because in our league, which he's is, a vulture, Brian. That's a vulture. Well, wait, 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 no, wait a minute. That's a vulture. No, wait a minute. I'm in. I'm in. It's a compilation thing. We don't play head to head. It racks up points for the week, and there's you know, Got it. there's you know, cookies on the line or something. <laughs> but at the end of the week, wings. but I say wings for everything. Wings for everything. Yeah, chicken wings. Yeah. So I'm in first place, and I've got to fend off, you know. A bunch of people, and Prescott was the main threat. And right out of the gate, that I, that pass that denied Prescott and Lamb at the end of the night helped me win the week. So your pain was my gain. But I know your pain because I was like, oh, I'm glad he didn't get in. <laughs> but then, then, not even that. Then in the, the next possession, when Dak throws it to Zeke, and they could have run it in, and he at least gets the, the Dak points. Then Dak goes and skirtles on fourth down and tries to sneak it in and doesn't get it enough. Uh, no, I mean, no, Prescott should have had a lot more points. Well, and that's part of fantasy. You're going to get that. I mean, that type of game plan, they saw how susceptible they were to the run, which, and, and Philly has a legitimate front seven which is very you know surprising to me that they were able to run it at their own will and and Zeke looks refreshed because he's getting so much he's not being overloaded because Pollard's getting 10-15 carries a game and is definitely decent enough where Zeke is not a 20 to 25 carry back anymore but Zeke did vulture on a couple plays it's okay it's only one week. The good part about fantasy is it's not the whole season, and I still put up a lot of points, so it matters for the overall toward the end of the year if it comes down to tiebreakers. So it's another week. It's a fresh week. Now I'm worried about my lineups already. The waiver wire was last night. There was nobody on the waiver wire this week, so if you're listening to the show and you're actually just a fantasy player and you're not a sports better and you want to know – who is actually available? If you're in any deep league, Ooh. there is nobody available this week. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> give me, give, give me, give me top three. If you're in a deep league, who would be available? Well, I don't know. Our, our 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 nights tonight. I don't want to give away the cookies. <laughs> no, oh, no, the, your the other teams are listening to the show. Man, you, never you never know. You never know, Mike. You never know. Yeah, you never know. No, no I, I won't release it. No, but, well, no. I mean, uh, I got. I got. A, no, the, I, I, I want to go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I got a client. I got a client who's like bleeds Kansas City listing. He's just texting well, me. I Josh Gordon. Saying. So I got a client. He lives in can He lives in he's another state, but he flies to every Kansas City game. Now, the worst bet in in football is a road favorite. Here they come to Baltimore. They get stomped. Then they go in the last week, and who who stomped them? San Diego stomped them. San Diego beat. San Diego beat them. They didn't stomp them. Now they make them seven. How much of a square do you have to be, or you know how much money? Sixty nine percent of the general public tickets right now are laying seven and a half. Back to that hook. On that garbage Kansas City team, I said it just for him because he's listening. Man, over, listen to you. Over, so, 
So overvalued. So in, so in, and Philly, in, in just other... got, Philly just got humiliated. Now they're at home. This well, is let, a great spot for Philly. Uh, let me tell you something. So you're 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 talking to your Kansas City buddy, who I'll talk to in a second here. So you're not giving Andy Reid going back to Philadelphia. That's not worth anything. He just Can, he just texted me. Can, Ravens didn't stop him. Can, Go ahead. Kansas City, two game losing streak. Now, I don't know. I know. Philly looks I know, terrible. I know. So for your Kansas City buddy, now Kansas City next week, and I, I, I'm seven and a half on the road. Hey, I'm not wrong about this. Now I'm not. Now Mike will say I am. I'm not discounting Baltimore or Cleveland. The Raiders and the Broncos are unbeaten. The Broncos have injuries. The Raiders' schedule's pretty favorable, but big picture, I'm telling you, next week, Sunday Night Football, Buffalo is playing at Kansas City. The advanced line is... Look ahead, sandwich spot. I'm talking about that game. Kansas City's laying four. Now, Kansas City could smoke them. I mean, beat them, and it wouldn't shock me in the least. The only thing I'll say is if Buffalo walks in there next week and in week five they beat the Chiefs, they will have a three-game lead on Kansas City. And I'm just telling you that a game in week five – could actually really determine home field advantage in the playoffs in the AFC. And Mike will go, whoa, what about the Ravens? Well, well but here's what yeah, I, I, I want to know. I'm just telling you, the Ravens are in a I tougher division. The Bills are playing hot garbage in the AFC East. If uh, the I Bills beat the Chiefs, they get home field advantage in the playoffs. But wait, wait. Are you going to lay 16 and a half this week with the Bills? That's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, they'll probably cover the number I easy, think, but I, it. Well, the sad truth is... <laughs> <laughs> they should win by thirty-five. Because, uh, you know guys because like they beat Miami, all, they all beat the Miami thirty-five nothing. Yeah, they won by twenty-three last week. They should have won by forty. The I Redskins know, had listen, one is, good play. Isn't there a rule? You just always take the double digits in the NFL. You usually do, and it's a look-ahead spot for the Bills. But it's Houston and Davis Mills. <laughs> okay, well, Mitch, Mitch Trubisky might beat them by twenty-four. If you force my hand, I would take Philly plus the seven and a half and call that a value play and be contrarian. And Mike can talk about it because Mike watched every play of that Kansas City Raven game. What did you make of Kansas City? When the Ravens game or yeah, last yeah, week? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, forget last week when you watched every play when they played the Ravens. They weren't. I mean, they listen. The Ravens. Could I'm talking easily, about Kansas. Hold on, I'm just up saying the Ravens could easily be 0 and 3. We got lucky. Oof. We got outplayed. Yes, we came back, but in that scenario, if Clyde Edwards-Helaire doesn't fumble that ball, they they kick it. again. They could miss it, but that field goal wins the game. So it's at that situation. We got lucky. We've had three games where you know week one we weren't lucky. Now, last week we were lucky again. I, I can't handle this anymore, Brian. I just need an easy win at Denver this week. Can I get one from you? An easy oh, win. I, 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 oh, I honest... love from my client. Look, he's texting me so happy. I do like Baltimore. Kansas City Chiefs. Unbelievable. Yeah, what did he say? Don't get it together. He's got Don't 10 seconds. What did the guy say? He's happy. He just texted me. He said, tell Mike bingo. That's nice. 
Bingo, baby. He agreed with his assessment. These guys, he's going to lay this seven and a half. They'll win by seven. Nice. 27-20 final. Boys, time flies. We'll do it again next week. You guys have a great week, and we invite you folks to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. It's the Vegas Bowl. So I dropped my pants. No, I so I gave him my bag. Of-